the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. You want to mess with us? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen out there in the B-plus land. It is me, your B-plus man of mystery, Mr. Mysterious, and welcome to the flagship show. I know you're not familiar to the hearing from me first, but uh, it's been a little bit of a shake-up here for the flagship. Uh, last week we had all the technical difficulties, and now we're without our lovely unchained brethren, Greg. He blew his voice out on a D&D campaign, and then he got the flu, I think. Oh, so he's still recovering um, I've only just discovered the majesty of D&D recently as well, so I'm slowly getting into that myself. But joining me is uh, Osaka Ben, Ben Tokyo, Ben TCW, whatever we call him these days. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, good to talk to you again. I think Greg was just a coward because he knew I was going to bring up this um, these DMs about me and my girlfriend. <laughs> From, um, oh yeah, Alex. we had. Um, oh, honestly, I wasn't too guest... happy about this toxic masculinity <laughs> comments coming up, and I turned it off pretty quickly afterwards. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. We had um, the podcast with no name. Uh, we had the gentleman on last week, and yeah, he had some comments. And uh, this is your time to respond, I suppose. We might as well get it out of the way early. Oh, I don't know. I was uh, not very happy about it. Well, first I was like really pissed off, and then I was. Sort of, ah, uh, that's, that's all right. And then, like, think about it more. Oh, you know, it did it upset me a bit? Like, this podcast is about you know inclusion and all sorts of um, absolutely mental health and all that sort of stuff. And then for bringing into this uh, like toxic masculinity, like I said, you know, I wasn't very happy about it. So, listen to this, Greg. When you edit, we're playing the empathy card here. So next time, if there is a response, choose your words wisely. Mm. Podcast podcast with no name. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we have an interesting week of uh, wrestling news to dis- to talk about uh, without Greg um, uh, leading us through. So we're unchained without the Mister Unchained. So uh, I'm just trying to think where we should start. Um, how's your TCW stuff going, man? Oh well, just the other week I had uh, my first uh, front-facing public role. I guess like I refereed eight matches. There was. Well, 11 matches, and so mm-hmm. I, I refereed the first eight of them and then had a bit of a break for a couple, and then I uh, entered the Rumble at number three with my referee gear. So Fantastic. Like they wanted to sort of have a spot for me, <laughs> and um, I'm like, how come I, I just come out at number three, so I roll my sleeves out, up and I'm going to enter this match and then just uh, kick me in the guts and throw me out. So it went like that. You know, the, the whole day, it was like hours just spread over the day, all these matches. And I was completely fine being out there in the in the front of everyone with the referee just doing all that. That was fine. It was a lot of fun. I was actually getting quite addicted to it. It's like I don't want to kind of have these last two matches off. I want to be, be, you know, get used to being out there in front of everyone. And then when it came like that one minute interval waiting for me to come out to actually enter a match, I thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> my, I was my heart just being, and then it just happened so fast. And I sent you the video of me flying out of the ring and um i could have done that far more gracefully neck first onto the bottom rope and then back first onto the the ring apron but yes i've, for, uh, for I've, your first, I've done something 
<laughs> you've you've started. You've you've got the bug, and you're part of the scene now, I suppose. So you have nowhere to go but up here. Yes, so uh, I'll be a. There's going to be eight matches at um, Annihilation in a couple of weeks' time. So I think I'm going to be refereeing three or four of them at this stage. So. Sounds fantastic. That's yeah. February 22nd at the Elfin Sports Centre. Elfin Sports Centre, yes, yes. Oh, how did you remember? <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I try and keep up to date on all the stuff going in the other states. Trust me. Yeah, good stuff. And, yeah, if, if I didn't have other um, other obligations, other things that I need to do, then I would probably check it out myself. But, uh, yeah, they'll leave that for another time. Maybe the next annihilation or maybe later on in the year. I'll have to come and check it out. Yeah. And, We'll have to do it all and see it all myself. Yeah, it'd be um, cool just but, to meet each other in person as well. So, yeah. So we, uh, Greg and I, met at uh, Coliseum uh, late last year. So now we're gonna we're gonna get all the B plus team. We're gonna meet, get all collaborate. We should all just reconvene in the one spot. But uh, until then, you actually went to Melbourne on the weekend, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so we we're planning on doing the preview show for this, but then uh, stuff happens, and uh, here we are. So we can do uh, the the wrap up for it. Uh, so the show's not what MCW Clash of the Titans. It's not up on demand just yet. Could be by the time Greg puts this mm-hmm. up. I'm not sure what the schedule is going to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're recording on the Monday for those of you listening. Yeah. So, so on the back of Voices of Wrestling, absolutely raving over how good Vendetta was and what Joe Lands is saying, mm-hmm. best independent wrestling show since 2016 that he's seen. And um, this show was high praise. The show was definitely a, a come down from that, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. matches weren't as great like you didn't have the Slacks versus Brooks that you had at the the other one and Dowie and Will, mm-hmm. Will Ospreay so for me the highlight was um, Caveman Ugg versus Danny Psycho like I thought that was just an excellent match um, crowd like completely behind Ugg and um, I think Danny Psycho was like hey, what's going on like we're both faces here and, and um, he wasn't getting much, much love from the crowd and then uh, the opening match was the three-way Air Force Three. So we had Zeke and Dido mm-hmm. having his first proper debut for um, MCW, putting like really good yeah. show. Zane Zodiac was in it. He's only had a, a squash match against Jake Andrew Arthur a while ago. And, um, yeah. and Royce Chambers in there. So, that yeah, that match was great as well. And then um, this production issues, the lighting, like they tripped a fuse and lights went out during the, the second match and um, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff going on there. But um, do you want to know about Danny Psycho's stalker? I do, but I will say, um, so I believe so Danny Psycho is no longer the Intercommonwealth champion. Is true. that right? Yeah, that's true. So Caveman Ugg, uh, on top of I still being the PWA heavyweight champion, is now the new MCW Intercommonwealth champion. It's the year of Ugg. Like last year, like he stomped on Manny Wahlberg, like he's beaten Bonza, he's beaten uh, Shazza. I, I, I have no idea who's going to step up to him this year. Like, I don't know if he's going to be planning to um, do the international scene, but he's doing incredible work. But yeah, so did uh, people interfere in that match or was it after that the stalker came out? It was during like the closing moments of the match. Yeah, this dude turned up. Black clothes and this like red kind of looked like a Wolfpack sting mat mask that he had on mm-hmm. the plastic one pops up on the side of the ring. Uh, uh, um, Psycho goes out there and decks him. It's like oh okay, because <laughs> that's that. Then match continues. Then another one comes out from another side of the ring and goes out and rinse repeat. There must have been five or six of them by the end of them. Then there's then oh. there was the one guy that kept on. He, he ran away and um, 
I don't think they actually got physical, so there was no DQ or anything like that from memory. But like I got okay. the got a, a somewhat clean victory, but there was the distraction, I guess. There and then, then the lead guy took the the mask off, and uh, the crowd's like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" So Edward Dusk, um, I believe he's from PCW. Are you familiar with him at all? I am not, um, but I will have to start looking into him in the future. Uh, but yeah, PCW they do all their weekly shows. Uh, still not as familiar with the Melbourne scene, but yeah, it's like so. The reaction was very lukewarm if anything yeah a lot of uh, expecting a return i think like definitely mm. people i was with like we were, we were like oh who's this gonna be someone's coming back to mcw and there was a who is this guy and he didn't speak no promo we just sort of like dr evil laugh you know dr evil's got his plan for 100 billion dollars <laughs> and then he just sort we of just... kept cackling and then walked backstage and it's like oh, okay i guess it's uh, intermission yeah. now or something <laughs> Like that's because I, I I saw the promo in the build up to that and the way it was phrased made it seem like oh everything will be revealed so you expect some kind of um recognition like oh I am uh Mr Dusk uh and this has all been part of the plan something at least I'm not too sure yeah but looking at all the other results from there uh, we have new number one contenders for the tag titles the Velocities defeat the Mile High Club uh, we have. Uh, you know the three-way dance. Uh, Zayn Zodiac uh, defeated Royce Chambers and Zeke Andino. So we, had we actually Dowie had... James interfering. So we're going to be setting up um, Royce Chambers versus Dowie James. I'm I'm sure that'll be. For the next I can't time. wait. Yeah, I can't wait. And uh, there's been there was actually two title changes. Uh, we can talk about that. We have a new women's champion. Yes, the Bin Chicken. <laughs> Avery got the pin over Steph Delander. Um, I don't know why they put on Steph in the first place. I feel like Avery or Kellyanne should have been the original champion. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they flipped it already. I feel like maybe Avery's, yeah, Avery's injuries, like maybe she wasn't quite ready just yet and she'd just come back from her stardom run. Uh, I Honestly, I, it, it's not for me to say, I don't think. But whatever the case, the Brat Pack, they have all the goals. I'm looking forward to her getting the slit as well for her title. I was hoping they were going That's to come gonna... out. To, oh, look, when um, the Brat Pack retained in their match, and yeah. I th- they went back to their old music, the Brat Pack music. Yeah. It wasn't the um, Brat Pack, give them a snack, or like whatever that thing is. It wasn't that song. It was the other one. Um, Nickelback. The one that Avery uses, I think. And so I was yep. going away, and was, we haven't seen the three of them together for in, in what seems ages. Like forever, yeah. yeah, since she basically turned face. So... I thought we were going to at least get all three with the gold, but no. Yeah, there was a lovely uh, picture that she posted, if nothing else. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, you expect that, those nice moments inside the ring. And uh, what I saw online, so Kellyanne, she immediately uh, made her intentions known to challenge Avery at the next show. But uh, from what I saw, like, she did not, she couldn't care less. Just she was still... She was still on the high of winning the winning the gold finally. I don't know how Kellyanne can lose the number one contenders match and then what now she gets a shot at the new champion? This might be the fear of there's not enough women to have this women's championship and now we're already going back to the the, mm. the old stal- stalwarts of MCW women's division. Maybe going through like the more local talent of the women's division before reaching out to the other states and I don't they won't 
there is enough women's wrestlers around the country so that they will never run out of challenges. I can mm. say that much. There's so many great women's wrestlers around now, but yeah, I, it does kind of like, it does kind of seem a bit of like, Oh, there's not really much else we have planned right now, but I hope they prove us wrong. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, lover boy, Lockie Hendricks, uh, the new, the star child, the spiritual guru, uh, he defeated Marcus Cool, which I'm sure was a fantastic showing. I didn't actually get to see any of that. I think they, my friend I was sitting next to, he's like, oh, like, Lockie is just getting beaten down, just selling for this entire match. And he goes, this must be his, uh, what this face character is going to be, just Lockie just getting beaten up for the entire match. Um, so, so it's kind of like uh, the Fiend, like not, not as the Fiend, but when he was... Um, He's the Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt when he had that match with The Miz not too long ago. He was just selling for that entire... He was just selling all the offense. He didn't really do any offense except for the last few minutes, and then he just did one Sister Abigail in one, essentially. So it's kind of like that. I don't know if it was that... I think there was a lot at the start he was getting beaten down because um, what Marcus Cool just came flying out with like a shotgun dropkick, and uh, mm-hmm. like, I think it was ringside into the fence so there was a lot of uh, sort of selling at the beginning until it evened up Lockie Hendrix's hairstyle is in this weird weird stage where he still has the really long part from before and everything mm-hmm. else is trying to catch up and it's it's all out of whack it looks it looks so funny with the dark hair yeah there. within so. brothers and sisters he will um He's in his own world now, and we it's not for us to judge. I'm looking forward to it, ev- the evolution of this character because I, I feel like there's so going to be a lot more than just what he's doing so far. I feel like we're in store for a, a, a YouTube series or something extra given um, we had the game changes. Um, I doubt that's going to continue. <laughs> yeah. but Or even just an interaction with like the Brat Pack looking at Loverboy, just like, what the hell happened to you, man? I miss his but, music, um, all... though. I miss the lover boy. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I'll, we'll I'll, see what happens. I'll get, and of course get the... used to this George Harrison thing that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and we had uh, the main event uh, from my neck of the woods, the Godfather, David Storm, went all the way to Melbourne to cl- uh, try and challenge for the MCW world title against the gloat. Uh, how, a... did he, how did he do? Match was all fine, but there was just no heat to it, you know, what was built off of one like video promo and I don't think anybody believed for a second that Brooksy was going to lose. I, I kind of thought that maybe David Storm could win just with what is going to happen with Adam Brooks. Like, is he going to Ring of Honor? What's going on? He's a, I think he's going to be away when the next show is on or I think he, he might just make it to the next show and then he's away for the following month because he's put his dates out there for when he's in America. So I was kind of like, maybe he could lose it. I wanted to believe, I, I told you, like, while you were there, I don't know if you were there with the time zones, but I wanted to believe, just didn't end up happening, but obviously Davis Storm, regardless, one of the most accomplished Australian wrestlers, like, ever, yeah. to be honest, just just by default, he doesn't necessarily need a title, but would have been nice, but that's just, um, that's just the WA boy in me, I suppose, but all in all, so a step down from uh, the Wrestling for Relief, but still um, still a pretty good show as far as I know. And there was a couple of um, reveals, I remember. So we have, for the next show, we have AEW MLW star Jimmy Havoc. You say uh, AEW star, but 
Yeah. His, his know, last couple of appearances were back in November or December on Dark. It's like he's been yeah, gone pretty much I, since he got in that fight with Excalibur. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Like, has he been suspended or is it just – I'm really un- unsure. Like, maybe, like, the sponsors got onto Tony Khan and just said, like, who is this guy with the staple gun? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. No, at the very least, he's still in MLW. He's still having his uh, – he's still if he had his last barbed wire – death match with Mance Warner which Jesus it was brutal um I might talk about that a bit later but yeah the last time he was touched down on our shores he was facing off against Matty Wahlberg and um I can't imagine who he's going to face do you have any theories uh I want to say Richie Taylor but they already did that match and uh, Richie Taylor seems to be set to be tag teaming with um Mike Burr for a while now um I'm going to throw this one out Hartley Jackson if they bring him back again I don't know Support that'd be a, a great one, but I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, the last the show, the wrestling for relief, didn't we get a video package for Crackerjack? Um, what was the video that they played at wrestling for Re- relief? Because he wasn't actually on commentary this time, they still played a video, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't any crazy squirting blood all over himself stuff. Um, okay, it was just a sort well, of a close up one of him talking. Okay, but he's on his way back, yeah, and Jimmy Havoc's on a touchdown on our shores. Do you think there's going to be a another death match in store here? Is Cracker Jack just going to just paint the canvas red? Is that what we're going to see? Oh, you you set my high, my um expectations pretty high now, so I don't want to assume we're going to get Cracker Jacks versus Jimmy Havoc, but um, let's hope that's the case. We'll see what happens there, but yeah, the the wrestling scene is going amazing. MCW like. Even like after coming off wrestling for relief, they're doing fantastic. Uh, so that was MCW. Uh, that's the latest MCW show. Speaking of MCW, um, I'm very, very fortunate a couple weeks prior to the latest MCW show to have actually had a meeting with one Dowie James, Super Dowie, the inimitable one. He actually came and touched down in uh, West Australia for a match against. Um, Aaron O'Malley at uh, NH show, which very, very grateful for, and even more grateful that I actually got to sit down and have a chat to him about his views on the Australian wrestling scene, about um, his love for George Washington. It will make sense if you listen, and just his plans for the future. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's pass it over to Dowie James. Hey guys, B Plus here. We're at the Vision Studios here just after Dowie James Interstate Warfare match with Aaron O'Malley. I'm joined by the man himself, the inimitable one. Thank you very much for joining me. Hello friends, you are more than welcome. I just wanted to ask you, since you've come all the way over here, did you ever imagine when you first started in your career that you'd be flying across the country and just doing all this? Uh, no, I didn't. In the, I mean, it's... It's a bit of a weird one because I think when I started, I started so young. Um, in my brain, it was like, yeah, I'll wrestle in front of 20 people in Danny Nong, Victoria, and then I'll be at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, it was just going to be a seamless transition. Um, so I don't really think about it in terms of being able to travel Australia or get around parts of the world and see things, but it's been one of the um, more rewarding experiences not specifically the perth trip just the the concept of traveling in general like being able to like do what i love but also being able to like take in so much of the world and different cultures and just it's it's one of those things that 
I not only didn't expect it, I never gave any thought to it. And it's truly like just a blessing to be able to take it in in this way. Uh, you are the embodiment of a superhero. Uh, wherever you go, you don the symbols as you were. Like, yeah. who, who are your heroes? Not necessarily like wrestling wise, but just like, who have you? Who do you look up to? Um. Oh, very good question. Um. Sorry, it's more pausing than I anticipated. Okay. Um. A big one of mine. Look, more recently than anything, if we're looking like not superhero, because obviously, like, I take a lot from the superhero ideals, like, it doesn't form me as a kid, and it's, it's sort of a bit unrealistic, but at the same time, I think it's a nice moral balance to try and strike. Um, as, like, a shitty, <laughs> privileged white teenager um, and a pretty rubbish young adult, um, I think, like, I, I sort of later in life had a bit of a crisis of personality if you will and I've put a lot of effort into better educate myself and to just better prepare myself to be like a functioning adult in the world that isn't so selfish and is empathetic towards others Um, and I think a big source of inspiration for that comes from uh, George Washington like he's a strange one because it's an American politician and I don't exactly agree with their political system or any of how they became a country Mm. Um, but it's, he's a very interesting uh, figure in history in that he's got a sense of civic duty that outweighed any selfishness that he had throughout his life. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people are lacking. I know I was and still am to a degree, but like just to see someone like that, the very easily, he was the first president and he sort of established the rule that is you will only serve for two terms because they were breaking away from a monarchy. And if you're going to have a ruler that can be indefinite, you have a king, you don't have a president sort of thing. Um, so to see someone that could have very easily seized power in like a burgeoning nation and someone that could have easily become as bad as a lot of dictators in the world, especially back then in the under, under Developed societies. We didn't have internet to keep people up around oh, the no, world, no. like on what's going on. Like, he would have been, and he was very popular. Like, he would have won a third and fourth election term because, again, he's the only like leader that they sort of had at the time. Um, I just think he's a fascinating case study. This is just going to turn into like a 60 minute no, ramble no, no. about him, so I'm going to cut it short there. But <laughs> yeah, definitely him. Let's say, um, you've been with Melbourne City Wrestling for coming on a decade now, I yeah. think. Uh, what are your thoughts on the evolution of that company since when you first started to now and like your path of curing MCW, as you will? Um, I think it's a, it's a really interesting um, development because I don't think anyone, when it started, saw that it had the legs that it did. Like It was just another startup, and Melbourne is rife with wrestling companies that come and go. It's a very... There's a huge arts influence in Melbourne, so I think like through Victoria we get a lot more of that, uh, just live music, live comedy and stuff. So it, it sort of like factors in that people are going to try and make a living off of performance art. Um, so we have a lot of like rotating companies, and when it started, I'm sort of hoping that it would like be a stronghold because there was this void in Melbourne wrestling where there was no sort of sense of community like PWA was around um, I won't get into like I realise when I talk in interviews like this how like long I've been in the scene and how old because I realise like I'm going to talk about things from 2004 but there's people that watch our product that weren't born then <laughs> like, I don't think I'm old diehards of the diehards it's 
But like crash course in history, there was a company in Melbourne, it went away, and then there was a lot of little companies, and I think we lacked like a community base um, that's very strong in a lot of other states, like we didn't have communal training, we didn't have sort of a hub, so it very much was like you just go show to show, sometimes see familiar faces, but you're very out there with itself, um, and MCW has done a really, really good job to develop in terms of, it became a powerhouse, but it's also become a hub where people want to go and get better and help communally like there's it's it's about making the product better so every other product has to get better to hang like it's not necessarily about being the best company in australia it's let's be as good as we possibly can and then all the rest of the wrestling will have to get this good or die out sort of thing and i think that's a really fun challenge that's come along and that evolves into sort of what we're going on now i've been around and i've been at the helm for a lot we're in a real boom period now and it's really easy for people to see a quick path to success and there's a lot of people that want to show up at mcw and as seen over the last few shows there's been a bit of fan influence that i don't agree with that is changed MCW from showcasing the most hard-working talent to um, showcasing the most popular talent. It's, it's evidenced by people like Royce Chambers being able to walk in and put in three great performances but not pick up a single win and then get a title shot at the end of it. Um, it's evidenced by someone like Slex being pinned by me and being rewarded with a title shot at the next show. Adam threw out an open challenge because he knew I was busy in the main event with Will Ospreay. He knew I couldn't come out and seize that championship from me, so we just hand it to whoever the crowd reacts for and not necessarily who's earns it but it's something we're going to fix over the next few months i say we but i mean me i am going to fix you on behalf of mcw me on behalf of australian wrestling in general yeah um just want to uh veer off to um uh, showdown wrestling you recently uh had a loser's eve showdown match um Mm. you've had your history with brexit um what can you say about your time there um, showdown <clears throat> uh, it was a very bittersweet goodbye to showdown because it's uh, not been a staple like it hasn't been around for a very long time comparatively to some of the places I've worked and some of the places that are still existing um, but it's offered me some very special moments um, it, obviously the loser leaves town was something and it, it offered me an opportunity to say goodbye to an audience I've worked in front of for a few years um, and leave with a bit of goodwill but they also gave me the opportunity to have the Enforcers retirement match and it's probably the most special night of my career so far like being able to see my friend out like that and give him a farewell that he deserves instead of his very like he very much wanted to go out quietly and not make a big deal, but he's been such a big influence and he means so much to so many people that that was never going to be able to happen. So for them to give us that stage to let not only myself, but people that have supported him over the two decades that he was wrestling, or three decades actually, mm-hmm. was, um, and just, yeah, like to give him that farewell, to give him that goodbye, let him go out and let everyone see him off, I think was very... Um, it was wonderful. It's, I, I can't articulate with words how much that meant to me. So over the next year, it really meant a lot to give that company back as much as I could to sort of start to say thank you for that opportunity. Um, and I was obviously sad to leave, but being able to do it like that, as much as I don't like Brexit <laughs> as people, because I think they're terrible, um, Andy Phoenix is an amazing opponent, and he's always pushed me to be better <clears throat> each time we faced each other, which is... 
something you can't say about a lot of wrestlers like there's some wrestlers that really push you but then you get a handle on them and it's very easy to like gel and Phoenix without fail every single time I have to step into a ring with him pushes me and challenges me to be better than I was the last time that we met um, and I really appreciate that from him no matter how angsty it comes across I uh, just want to ask, ask everyone um, what do you think makes the Australian wrestling scene so special and why should people be paying attention because we, we mentioned that we're in a boom period like yeah. you can just yeah Oh yeah, like, well yeah, we're in boom periods. That's why you should be watching. There's there's more talent. There's more talented people than there's ever been. Both in that there's more of them, and they have more talent than we've ever had before. Um, and they're all so hungry. We're in that sweet sweet UK boom that happened a few years ago, where independents were really taking off, crowds were going up, interest was um, gathering, and that sort of dropped off a little now. And I think swung our way. The exciting thing about us as well, there's not a precedent for this. Like Britain obviously has like a strong sense of wrestling history, like with world of sport. So there's always something strive to but really with Australia we're breaking brand new territory we've never had so many Australians like overseas full-time working for companies be it New Japan be it the WWE at the Performance Center be it on Raw with Buddy Murphy and stuff uh, the Iconics and Smackdown and stuff like it's um, Rhea Ripley yeah yeah. like people are kicking goals all over Um, it's really really interesting to watch and it's I think it's really telling that there's Not necessarily, like, if you're taking talk, talking Americans versus England versus Australia, like, obviously, we're the smaller talent pool out of the yeah. three, but every single Aussie over there is doing great. Like, there's no one floundering. There's no one that's somewhere just sort of, like, cashing a paycheck. Like, everyone's, like, pushing boundaries and kicking goals, and it's it's amazing to see, and it makes everyone home want to work harder. And so we're in this... There is period of time where yeah it's the talents off the charts and everyone wants to be the next breakout star and the bar is so high that if we just keep bettering it and bettering it and bettering it like who knows what the hell is going to happen because i think it's some of the like oh the the best aussie wrestling i've seen over the past three years is some of the best wrestling i've seen in my entire life like from around the world like it's just that good and we've got a list of competitors too long to name that are deserving of opportunities on a world stage it's it's just amazing what do you think uh it will all lead towards like many people like say like an nsc australia of course but like a like, what are your hopes for it all? Uh, <laughs> I don't know that NXT... I don't think Australia is a big enough market for them to necessarily worry about an NXT Australia in the short term whatsoever. Um, that said, I have also... I'm very weary about big corporations and capitalism. And Australia in general is a huge capitalist society and it's very disappointing. But I think that... Captain Industry coming to town is one of the worst things that could happen to the independent scene here at the moment. So whilst I I see that, like, I get why people would be excited by that prospect, I personally hope that someone in Australia, be it PWA, be it New Horizons or EPW, fingers crossed MCW, um, like, I'm hoping someone takes that next leap and sort of, like, evolves into the... Like, if there's got to be a big brand across Australia, I'd rather it be something that we're in control of and not a foreign entity. A bit more um, collaboration and unity between all the states. Yeah, definitely. Like, and, like, ensuring that it's... Ensuring that it's what's best for independent wrestling in Australia and not necessarily using it as farming grounds to improve another scene. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, yeah. I don't want to see Australia become what so many places in the UK have become, which is just an inconsequential feeder to the one game in town. I'd rather like see an upstart. Aussies love an underdog. Absolutely. I'd love to see an underdog story develop. It's like uh, just that little bit more um, flexibility and allow all of the rising stars just to go place to place. Um, you've made your trip all the way over here to WA for the first time. Uh, want to see you pop up anywhere else? Um, it's early on in the year. I, I'm going to bounce around a bit this year, fingers crossed. Um, I'm definitely going to be back across the WA a little later in the year as well. Um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. Uh, what, what's your advice for any aspiring wrestlers um, who are trying to break out, whether it be interstates um, or venture overseas? Like, Are there any like rising stars that you notice as well? And just like, what would your advice be? My advice would be to learn as much as possible. Um, wrestling's a, it, it sort of boils down to performance art in a way that everywhere you go and learn, everyone will tell you their way is the right way, but everywhere you go and learn is going to have a slightly different take on what makes good wrestling. Um, I think the key is being as adaptable as possible. I think you should definitely go train everywhere you can, learn from everyone you can learn from, work in front of different crowds. People get very comfortable in front of their home crowd and just going state to state in Australia, crowds act react differently. They want different things um, and that's true across the world. Like you go to America, they're after a different product than they are here whereas you go to Britain, it's very grapple-based. Um, so to Depending on where you're located, like it's experience doesn't just come from seminars um, and chasing names. It comes from going out and working, learning from people, learning from people that have been around for a long time, regardless of the, like, regardless of their name brand. If someone's been a force in wrestling for X amount of years and they're still here and people still seek training from them, then they obviously have something to offer. Um, and yeah, like just getting in front of different crowds, learning how to operate in front of different consumers. I uh, just ask you as well, like, what are you, what are your goals for the remainder of twenty twenty? Like, uh, looking after yourself, like you're on your crusade. Um, look, honestly, man, I spent so much of twenty nineteen bitter and hurt just with my knee, and it's one of the worst injuries that I've sort of gone through, and it's definitely the most time on the shelf I've ever spent, like in my whole career. Um, it's really frustrating. I'm really excited to just wrestle this year. Um, that's it. Like, I just want to go and apply my craft. Like, I don't have any goals. I, I should. I've always not been a goal-orientated person, and I think it's been um, a shortcoming of mine, both personally and professionally, for the most part. But this year is just about wrestling. Like, I just want to. I, I've missed it so much in 2019. Like, I, and especially that tail end of the year. Like, I got so little exposure in the ring, actually, like, Grappling, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I really want to get back to it, find myself again. And I think I'll just end on like your moniker is that you are inimitable. Mm. Um, what is your advice to anyone to find that unique quality in themselves to make them, in a sense, inimitable as well? Um, I, well, I guess I, the thing that I tell a lot of my students is at the MCW Academy is the one thing that you have to offer that no one else does is that you are you. That that's it. Like everyone's unique and different in like every aspect and like it's just I it's not even identifying what it is that makes you special it's having the confidence to just be you and not second guess what you are doing is right because there's a lot of people at the moment working for the majority of the audience and I would argue that a lot of times the people that find themselves performing in a wrestling ring that were fans of it when they were younger 
weren't necessarily the majority of the audience. They've found something that's spoken very personally to them that's made them want to pursue it throughout their entire life. And so you should be working towards... You should be the hero that you wanted when you were watching wrestling. Don't worry about what's going to sell the most shirts. Don't worry about what's going to get... Um, you should worry about like getting a reaction from the crowd, but there's so many people doing the same spots, doing similar gimmicks, like just, oh, this works, I'm going to do this because I saw it and it gets a good reaction. Um, what makes you a long-lasting force in wrestling, I think, is being able to have like an emotional connection that drives people to come back. And so in that regard, you shouldn't worry about how many people you're connecting with. You should worry about the strength of your connection. So find what it is that makes anyone relate to you strongly and just hit that, like inspire them, inspire them to go create their art. Well, many people might not think that you're the hero that we need in wrestling, but you're the one that we deserve. So thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, friend. And that was Dowie James, everybody. Um, wonderful guy. It was an honor, to, honor and a privilege to actually meet the man and like been a big fan of his work for ages. Uh, but I think that's the Australian wrestling scene is definitely it's in a great, great time at the moment. It's like everywhere, everyone's at their A game trying to make everything better. And yeah, now that we've covered the Australian wrestling scene, let's go into WWE. So we're about a week out from uh, the Royal Rumble. We had, uh, we talked about that briefly last week. Uh, Greg and I, we had a little chat about that. Um, so we're doing this Monday. So before the next episode of Raw. But having said that, how have you felt about Raw? Have you been watching these past few weeks? <laughs> you know, I haven't watched WWE for years, mate. On the off chance, I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. But on, honestly, like, I, it's under under Heyman, it's slowly getting better. Like, yes, you still have the Lana Lashley debacle, but that's kind of simmering down now. Um, it's... So I'm, I'm, familiar with, I'm, I'm absolutely familiar. I listen to recaps. Like I know what's happening on Raw and SmackDown, WWE in general. But I, mm-hmm. but I like being able to like hear it all in um, a very small amount of time, rather than uh, investing the, the hours and uh, you know contributing any sort of uh, money or anything to um, WWE. So. Yeah, and there's no fault in that. That that's completely on WWE. The way they have. Um alienated a lot of the fans over the past couple years Uh, although i will point out a couple of things that we didn't really mention last week uh so we had a raw tag team title match we had a have new raw tag team champions australia's own buddy murphy is a freaking raw champion now yes that that is cool i will admit that like i of all it's obviously the weird but you have these four guys together and the Authors of Pain are the tag team in that group, and they're not tag team champions. I find that very interesting, whether, depending on how long the the Monday Night Messiah, like that group, lasts, and then you have instant challenges in the Authors of Pain versus Rollins and Murphy, but it's, it was a very weird decision, but we'll see how if Buddy Murphy's kind of like a protege to Rollins, if they can do that, like Murphy's more than up for the challenge, whatever they decide to do. But it's very interesting to me like that. We have that to look forward to. We have um, edges, uh, edges matches. I feel weird even saying that edges 
upcoming matches to look forward to. Did you hear about his new contract? Oh, how long is it for? Is it, is this just like pay-per-views? Like he's not going to be doing house shows and all that nonsense. So big, big money, money, Adam Edge Copeland uh, got himself a three-year deal with WWE, uh, earning $3 million per year. And um, he's uh, got a set amount of matches and a set amount of appearances. So I believe it's at the very minimum three matches a year to earn his $3 million. Oh, wow. And this is, <laughs> 20... is this like Brock Lesnar's kind of deal? Uh, it's probably up there. It's just like, Edge is probably in the best shape he's ever been, but uh, it's very interesting to see what might happen. But, yeah, just to have that dent, it looks like, obviously, we're going to have Edge versus Randy Orton, maybe, whether it's at the next Saudi show, the next Super Showdown, which we'll get into that, or it's at WrestleMania. Um, I'm leaning more towards the Saudi show, but depending on how they want to do it, they might have Edge off for a little bit longer. Well, is, do you have a preference personally? I don't know. I just, it feels like they're going to do this Bret Hart thing, you know, how they had to draw out Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon for all those months. And mm-hmm. um, how do you not, like, have Edge have a match but still have him be around? That is he going to get criticised as, like, a, a part-timer like uh, Brock does if he's a – oh, that we know he's going to have three matches a year. What so depends on part of the deal is like is that how many appearances on TV as well? Yeah, but given like so he could still appear on maybe say backstage, he could have some uh like on over like some Titantron promos. Like and the fact is that you know how passionate Edge is as a former world champion and just the fact that he's in this position after nine years of being told like you will never do this ever again or you will break your neck i mean i don't see the i don't see the wwe universe turning on him they even even with the part-time schedule because i think everyone's just happy to see him back personally yeah like i watched the well you know i say i haven't watched wwe for years but you know i mm-hmm. when these videos come out of these returns you know like i was never an edge guy you know i was i was a matt hardy guy so i sort of never an edge head no nah, never an edge head yeah, I was the Hardys, and I was always pissed off that the Hardys never seemed to win those TLC matches. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, just seeing somebody come back from injury like that, like like with Hiromu as well, but you know, shorter amount of time mm-hmm. that he was away. Obviously, you know, it's I always get emotional about seeing those kind of things. So as long well, as he's healthy, and you know, if he's going to milk WWE for th- three million a year, then fucking go for mm-hmm. it. Well, he, he looked emotional as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like the, the close-up of him, like his eyes just welling up. Just like everyone remembers me. It was uh, this one of those press replay moments over and over again. And I am happy for Edge to have secured such a deal when WWE in a very, very dire financial situation, to say the least, uh, since they're in 24 hours they lost approximately $1 billion. Did you hear about this? Yes. It, you know, hold on. How many days has that been since then? Like, has it come back up? Like, the, there was the initial drop when the presidents got fired or whatever, executives. Whatever I haven't were. checked the stock market just come home from work, although... Like, crazy things yeah. like that happen in business, mm-hmm. but, you know, just that instant reaction, like, when... You know, Donald Trump becomes president, you know, like 
there's like those political yeah. type things that happen around the world, like Brexit stuff when that initial Brexit was meant to happen initially. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, the UK pounds worth fucking nothing. It's completely like, and I'm sure it came back like slowly uh, the next couple of weeks after that. So, you know, you say it's a billion dollars gone, but let's not get too excited just yet. But, you know, I, I do, yeah. um, I do enjoy seeing WWE lose money. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing for us <laughs> to be fucking, like. I'm savage. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I understand the. I understand that as wrestling fans, just like obviously, it's sad if there are people who lose their jobs because of it. But it's just, it's no fault. It's like it's no one's fault but WWE's for the situation that they're in. And obviously, like this doesn't mean that they're going bankrupt anytime soon because they're still. They're still in the in the green, but they're not where they want to be. And the reason for the big dramatic loss loss in confidence was because two of their uh, executives, their big top level executives, uh, left the company. Yeah, so, these uh, guys paid. We're on like a higher salary than Vince McMahon, even. Yeah, uh, you get George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Like a lot of um, like your backstage executives, they not um more like public kind of like kevin dunn like they they've kind of shied away from the uh the public wwe sphere but these guys these two were i'm pretty sure these guys were the crucial part in wwe getting the fox deal making wwe look like this polished product to get the billion dollar fox deal yeah well they need that billion dollars don't they (laughs) they they need that billion dollars back (laughs) but I am. They, they, Vince would have known this was going to happen. Like, surely, yeah, he accounted for like stock mm-hmm. price, stock price drop after a big announcement like that. So, uh, I suppose if it all goes to shit, he's still got the XFL to to line his pockets. Oh boy, we'll be talking <laughs> about that a little bit. But the the loss in confidence. So, uh, we the way it's phrased makes it seems like they got the boot, but. Yeah. They could have left as well. Um, it was uh, differences in the direction, the financial direction of the company, which makes it sound like this McMahon got a little bit upset, but that's that's just speculation. That's just hearsay. Uh, obviously, the direction that WWE might be going in, like you have Vince, uh, as you mentioned, with the XFL, uh, WWE continuing their relationship with Saudi Arabia, Um yeah, we we can't we might never know actually unless these um, executives open up about what exactly happened. But yeah, understandable because uh, really the only people in charge now are aside from like maybe Kevin Dunn, the authority. You yeah, got uh, Vince, Stephanie, and Hunter. Yeah, so, so whittling down to the the elements that just won't give. Um, but yeah, we'll see if they bounce back. As far as I know, the stock is um, it's still down. Uh, just looking at my notes here, so it was about sixty-two. It ducked down to in the forties. It's still it's gone up a little bit since um, since uh, a couple of days ago. But it's still still a little bit of low confidence there for WWE, which is a good time to get in. This is shame. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the best time to buy, <laughs> guys. Let us know now. Um, but yeah, maybe that's why they might be extorting some uh, former wrestlers as well. Um, I talked to you before before we started recording about uh, Ryback. Have you and you hadn't heard the story, had you? No, you you said uh, the Ryback trademark. And I said uh, save it for the show because this is new to me. 
So Ryback, um, which is his legal name, I should point out. So the gentleman uh, who was the former WWE superstar Ryback, uh, he's doing quite well for himself outside of WWE. He's got his own supplement brand and everything. But to make things easier legally with WWE, he changed his name legally to Ryback, which um, if you want a full explanation about that, you can... um, check out i believe chris van vliet did a wonderful uh interview with him recently but uh he for him to actually officially be able to use his legal name his name that everyone knows him by he has to pay wwe about two hundred thousand dollars was that like a year or something or no no like to actually get to buy the trademark back off them i believe like he hasn't worked they're not gonna they haven't used the trademark in years um they don't have plans to use it for anyone else, but um, he publicly on his Twitter, I believe, like he called them out. Uh, he called out WWE, Vince McMahon, Triple H. He said, um, "Don't make me uh, pay two hundred thousand dollars for a trademark you're not going to use." Oh, did you say two hundred thousand? He said two thousand dollars. No, no, two hundred thousand dollars American. Okay. Oh my god! Wait for the GoFundMe for that then. It's. It's ridiculous um, to think that, obviously, like, just uh, the McMahon's bitter. Never, never, <laughs> never. Um, no worry, he'll still end up in a bloody Hall of Fame with them eventually. Uh, we'll see what happens. But if if anyone was kind of half hoping for a WWE return once he kind of got his, um, his health back in order, like, uh, don't get your hopes up. You could just spell it differently. Rybach, like B A C H, you know. <laughs> Go for a Sebast- Sebastian Johan. Johan Sebastian Bach. So Johan Sebastian Rybach. Oh. <laughs> is there a is there a feed me more um, pun that you can work into classical music? Maybe. Wait, mate, uh, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's um, trademark this because this is going to be my gimmick now. All right. <laughs> uh. And then. Um, We'll have uh, Ryback knocking on our door as well, just like, hey, hey, (laughs) stop it. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Oh, dear. But, yeah, it's just the the financial situations for WWE is, it's every which way. It's it's all in fluctuation. And and like I mentioned, like, this is a billion-dollar company. They're not going to all of a sudden just go kaput right now. But... It's going to be very interesting in the next, in the coming weeks when they have their investors call, investors conference call with their shareholders. And as I mentioned, those, um, those executives that left, they were usually the ones who manned that whole thing. So I don't know if we're going to get Triple H or Vince McMahon just trying to. There was some other guy they were talking about on podcasts that'd be stepping into that role. I I believe there is a replacement. Uh, I just forgot his name. I can't remember. It was something like real fancy. Hoity toity kind yeah. of name. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm sure there is sure there is someone filling in those shoes temporarily, but um not someone as experienced in the role because um I think the people who left they'd been in there for at least a decade. Yeah. It's 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 alarming. Um but yeah, for the, all you um stock brokers out there, clearly the best time to buy is now in uh the land of sports entertainment. Speaking of WWE and money have you uh-huh. seen this rumor about it turns out they might not be getting any money off the USA network for NXT? And we'll find no, I we'll heard find this, this one. 
this is the rumors that's been going around because um voices wrestling were talking about it like they didn't break the news but that's just what they've been told by some people so this will information will come out when it's the next um quarterly meeting whatever it was you said Mm -hmm. yeah so they they might what they reckon 35 million and then that numbers like people saying it would be less than that and then some people saying it might not be anything so that'll be interesting crazy so no wonder those nxt people aren't getting a raise when they go on to the since it got moved on to usa and yeah one more thing before we uh end all the wwe news i think we should talk about we have a new intercontinental champion in the form of one braun Strowman. uh finally is the word that comes to mind after five years in wwe after many 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 universal title matches where it looked like he's going to beat brock or it looks like it's going to beat roman didn't end up happening lost a lot of momentum he got put in the tag team division he, t- he paired up with a 10 year old and he's he going to be remembered the, for that more than any intercontinental title reign, I'm afraid. He's going to be more remembered for his time with Nicholas That's his in name. that one day than his intercontinental <laughs> title run. But maybe, well, this is preemptive because he's the new intercontinental champion. Big congratulations to Braun. His first singles title, if we're not counting the uh, greatest Royal Rumble, that green belt that he won, which, oh, whatever happened that. to that, by the way? Did that turn into the 24-7 title? Isn't that green? It is green. Um, they might have just of, taken out the plates, and um, yeah, well, it might be. We have to inspect the lever to see what happened to that one. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's got it hanging up somewhere in uh, bronze bronze apartment or something. But yeah, that's the big. W- so we end on like some softer news for WWE there. So if nothing else, congratulations to Braun Strowman. Hope you have a long title reign to make up for your years in the in the world title picture that hopefully gets you to that next level. Cause I, I do want to see him win, win the big one. Eventually um, the, the momentum got lost along the way a long time ago, but by God, hopefully one day he'll get it back. I don't know. Is he moving too much into a, like, is he like a, a comedy character now too much though? Cause he was a monster. I think, and I was I still think watching with WWE, he has been in that comedy role, but, uh, as I mentioned with raw getting better, like under Paul Heyman, um, which like he's in charge of raw mind you, but I think he could have some sway in like how others in SmackDown might be able to, um, might be seen. And yeah, to, to appease Fox, you have this big hulking man and you need to treat him a little bit more seriously. Like we've got rid of the dog food, Hopefully we've had the the dog food match, which that was the, the thing that we ended SmackDown with. So hopefully it looks like anyways, we could be wrong, but that looks like that could be finally be over. Let's get into some, let's get into some like proper make, make Braun like the monster that a monster among men that he's always been. Yeah. Like he could definitely fill that role very nicely. I think. Absolutely. Um, so we talked a bit about WWE, uh, just, we should probably talk about all the other stuff that we've been watching. Um, have you watched the latest major league wrestling? I've never ever, seen uh, any MLW in my life. You haven't seen I'm MLW? Not, I'm not against watching it. Like I did, uh, mm-hmm. I changed up my routine this week from my normal viewing habits 
Yep. Um, so I could very well be moving on to MLW. If is that free to watch? How do you watch? It's that free show? to watch on uh, YouTube every week. Um, they're a bit sporadic with their uploads. Uh, they used to be like a consistent every Tuesday. Then it was like every Wednesday for us in Australia, and now it's I think on the weekend. Um, it's it, it's in flux, but the episodes are free on are YouTube for us to watch. Sorry, what was that? How long are the episodes? About an hour, if that, like okay. about 50 minutes, yep. pretty solid. Um, just a little bit under your usual um, NWA power, which we'll definitely have to talk about that one. But I think uh, it looked like it was M- uh, MJF's last match in MLW. So I've uh, got to savor that one while we can, ladies and gentlemen. He's no longer got two elite contracts, as he was saying. Uh, he had a match against... Um, Marshall Von Erich, uh, the guy who beat him for the tag team championships, they hit him and his brother Ross. Um, good way to go. I'll, I'll talk <laughs> the way I, I think this is going to have they're going to um, write him out of of MLW because the last time he faced off against the Von Erichs, I'll explain this to you. So they have the you know the claw submission, like just grabbing by the head. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that. That's their, because that's like their dad, that's the Von Erich tradition to do the claw. Um, the last time they did that to him, MJF, he took a few weeks break because he needed cosmetic surgery from the damage that the claw did. <laughs> um, and he seemed to have fixed himself. But the way that um, he lost again was by submission to the claw. So depending on how they swing it, they'd probably say like he's too deformed that for cosmetic surgery he's probably like he's too far gone he's no longer a dynasty (laughs) but he's too embarrassed something i feel like that's a direction they could go um it's hard to theorize with major league wrestling with where they um book a lot of stars because they still have a really good relationship with all it wrestling but who knows maybe he'll stick around for maybe that little bit longer um and we had uh, still got uh, Contra Unit, Dave, the Hart Foundation, which is weird because Teddy Hart is no longer a member of the Major League roster, so they still have that going on, which is very unfortunate because Teddy was the backbone of the Hart Foundation. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Is MLW a touring company, or do they do like the studio thing? Is there, Are they what, sorry? A touring, like, do they go around to arenas? Yeah, yeah. Or um, so they they, um, they sit, they go to one spot. Um, they like NWA, like they go to one spot across the uh, across America, and they do like about four weeks of tapings or so. Um, not as much as NWA, like, because they'll do like two two days of tapings, and mm. they'll get quite a lot out of them. So it's like, more like Ring, Ring of Honor do the like four like a month's worth in one day, don't they? Yeah, so similar to Ring of Honor. And um, usually it's at the, uh, we had the ECW Arena, the 2300 Arena was the last mm. one because they've got their Fightland show. So the next set of tapings will be from that where we see the debut and probably the only time we'll see Killer Cross in Major League Wrestling going up against uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. I'm very much looking forward to see how those two square off. My God. Um, and we got low-key going up against king mo there's a lot of great matches they've got in store and the the collaborations they've actually been able to make they've been like 
they've had work with Noah, they work with the Crash, and that just just recently they announced that eventually they're going to be partnering with Dragon Gate in Japan. So do you reckon they, the Noah partnership will remain, or because we've got Noah with DDT now, so exactly like i no idea the state of japanese wrestling is completely in flux right now because noah has been bought by ddt or the the parent company of ddt the parent yeah exactly so it's i'm very very interested like as someone who's not um who's a bit of a novice in the japanese wrestling scene i'm very curious how they're all gonna uh like whether it's going to impact those shows or whether it just impact the way that we watch it overseas perhaps yeah because noah doesn't um, have a streaming service they did do a thing with youtube late last year i think for maybe mm-hmm. a couple of shows um, i don't think they had english commentary or that no dragon gate got english commentary for a couple of things but um you know if you subscribe to ddt universe and they've already got a bunch of like sub brands there's like basara and a couple of i think is tokyo joshi pro i think that might be part of ddt as well um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, uh, like the Cyber Agent, I think, is the name of the company that's got them all. Yeah. So definitely get your, your money's worth with that. So if you're not already subscribed to what, four or five different uh, wrestling streaming services, then uh, why not add another <laughs> one to the rotation? If so. you're overwhelmed by wrestling, don't worry. We have more for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, I'm curious how New Japan will react. Um, they're just hot off the heels of. Um, New Beginnings, I think it was. Um, we've had Night 2 is probably finished now, but yeah. Night 1 was uh, yesterday, and um, we had some stuff. You watched uh, Night 1? Yes, I was a bit late. It was, it was on while I was at MCW, so I had to save it for the morning. But, uh, yeah, it's like New Japan season has finally started up again because, you know, January yeah. 4th and 5th, and 6th for New Year's Dash, and then I didn't watch anything since then because it was only the... Uh, CMLL stuff, uh, Fantastic Mania, yeah. And you you know nothing's happening in New Japan when the New Japan, like, English Twitter feeds don't, like, promote any matches. Like, you know, when you've got yeah. a new beginning or Road 2 things come up, they're at least tweeting out the images of whatever the main event is and it's like, oh, starting at this time or in one hour. Time. Like, for Fantastic Mania, I don't think you saw a single one of those because this is how I kind of keep up with what day things are happening unless it's like... Mm-hmm. A Dominion, you know, like one of the really big King of Pro Wrestling, something like that. It's like I, I see the tweets and say, "Oh, okay, I know that this is on Friday or Saturday night," and then um, I'm looking forward to it. Where I didn't see a single thing for Fantastic Mania, so but uh, very yeah, bizarre. Japan, it's back, baby. Yeah, so very happy about that. Um, I very because they have their their American expansion. You think there's going to be more social media coverage? that goes along with that to be like just trying to dominate the Western world. Um, I don't know. It's very bizarre, but hopefully like it's where we're, we're back in full swing. experience for those guys because they're not selling too good on those American tour. No. So maybe like you have Marty in charge of the booking, head booking with ring of honor. Uh, maybe he can patch that relationship there and maybe they, they keep, ring of honor alive to be that western expansion still uh i feel like that's the route they're going to go if marty can work his magic uh but yeah also i should apologize to you ben because <laughs> i ruined i ruined his i found out some results beforehand i took i found out about a title change and i thought i was being obscure but i didn't realize there was only one 
title match. But even on- if there were two title matches on it, you know, say I watched the, like the semi-main event and somebody retains, it's like, oh, well, I know the next one is when the title changes. So Yeah. So I have to be mindful now. So I will, I will be more careful in the future. So I, I apologize. I'm, okay. I'm putting Always myself out there on, on here. So even the <laughs> listeners uh, can keep me honest next time. But um, the thing that I accidentally spoiled for Ben was that we have new old IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Oh, that's not what you ruined. It was the Goto never match. Uh, Goto losing the title to Shingo was that other one was wasn't even broadcast that the no. tag match that was on the America tour. Oh, I thought I ruined the GIT thing live. for you. No, who gives a shit about the tag team titles, man? What? <laughs> I, 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 I was the Shingo match because that, I thought I ruined God for you, mate. Now, now I don't even know what I ruined. Wow. No, it was the <laughs> Shingo beating uh, Goto for the Never title. But uh, okay. I, don't think, I don't think anybody has ever successfully defended that in the last three years, so I should know better. No, it's very bizarre. Like, so hot off um, Kenta losing it at um, Wrestle Kingdom and now another open weight title change, which only just after like a month, um, which is the same with uh, G.O.D. getting back the tag titles off uh, Finley and Juice Robertson after l- less than a month. Like they won the big tag team tournament, they dethroned God after a big, like almost year long reign. It felt like, and now we're back to the status quo with God six time IWGP tag team champions. Um, they're on the they're up the record now. I believe it, it's um another team has got six title reigns as well. Yeah, it was probably but, was was it bad intentions maybe. Yeah, it might, it might be bad intentions, um, but yeah, they're they're making their mark. Um, Tamatonga and Tangaloa, they're just the Bullet Club is still prevalent in New Japan. New Japan um, did a thing that they don't normally do, and you know, mm-hmm. rematch clause for title match. Like normally, if somebody loses their belts, they have to actually earn a shot back. But mm-hmm. Gorillas of Destiny is like, oh yeah, we're gonna like have our rematch. It's like. Since when does New Japan do these rematches for belts? And they this might be the Western influence peeking in oh there, but this is one God. of the um, less desirable Western influences, um, if anything. So maybe they're just testing the waters. Um, I don't know. Maybe they realize that maybe Juice should be like a singles competitor more so than a tag team one. But I have no idea. And I totally thought that Robbie Eagles won the. Um... The six man belts today. Oh, yeah, on yesterday's show, or was I um, thought so too? Like he had I'm all the. Che- I'm uh, checking now. So I was going to bring yeah. it up, and I was like, "No, was that not the? Was that the, the warm up match? Was it? Yeah, was it was it- like a warm up match. Like he's circling it, so like uh, he's, okay. he's probably in contention at some point. Um, would love to see him with that gold around his waist. Yeah, yeah they. Uh, I'm certain they do have a um, a, a tag match. The same six man teams for those um, never open weight tag belts. So that must be on the same show as um, Kenta versus NATO next, this coming week. You have to think if he does win the six man never open weight, maybe he could bring those belts to MCW when we have the inevitable uh, bullet club chaos match. Yeah. But you'd think it would just easy. Just Will Ospreay is already part of that feud because he was attacked by Gino. So I'm I'm certain that he's going to be there. 
We could see, yeah, Birds of Prey as well. Like, obviously, there's a lot of uh, elements at play here, so we don't know what's going to happen. But certainly this means if Robbie does win that belt, he'll be the first ever Australian to be a IWGP champion, won't he? Mm-hmm. Or, well, never, so. never isn't technically IWGP, but yeah, for the sake of uh, argument, uh, New Japan champion. Yeah, for the sake of argument for the hardcore Japanese wrestling fans out there. Um, but yeah, a lot of things uh, we'll see, hopefully... Uh, in the coming weeks with uh, the Japanese wrestling scene, how they're going to accommodate the uh, DDT taking over, like all uh, buying out Noah, just how that's going to work out. And I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the Japanese wrestling scene, if nothing else, not just for New Japan, but the other companies as well, for them to get a bit more of a Western audience as well. Like, why the hell not? Let's just wait until uh, NXT Japan still happens. Oh. But they, they uh, reckon, I, everybody else is partnering up, so they can't do it. So apparently, they're well, looking at big NXT, Japan. They, they've been trying to get into the, the the Japanese market for years, and they tried to they tried to buy Noah. Like, but everyone's like, no one wants to be an NXT UK. Like, no one wants to be like Japan are too like distrusting of Americans. <laughs> like this is to have my, my fear that I I think I will bring up on every episode is. NXT Australia, like which company is going to roll over the quickest? Dude. Yeah, well, I that's the thing. One of the things I talked about with Dowie in uh, the interview that just played before, just the fact that he he's like as much as like people might think that's what they want, it's not like for the for the guys down here, it's not. Um, it wouldn't be a beneficial thing personally. It's just like one of those things that sounds great at the time, but it's. Um, it's uh, capitalism at its finest. Um, but it comes down to whoever owns these, like the owner of MCW, owner of PWA. Mm. Like, is there another bigger player? Like, who's like number three? Is it is it Wrestle Rampage or who's sort of next? I'd say Wrestle Rampage is up there as well. Yeah, that but would it? Would they want to have an NXT Australia based in Adelaide? I oh, I I feel pretty safe in saying like, I don't think that's what. Um, these the, the network of australian wrestling i think they don't want that um we're doing fine on our own in the sense that we're all um we're all improving um but yeah it's it's one of those things maybe in a couple of years who knows but man just no one wants to be like the uk wrestling scene which is just like all those companies over there are just getting swatted like flies yeah, i still I, was, um, I worry about the owners though like they just want to see those dollar signs maybe so yeah. Unless they come in and just like make a new company themselves without like partnering or try to just buy one out, right? Like who's going to be the progress of Australia? Oh, God. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> – well, how about we end on something that we, we both love? Um, how about we end on some NWA? Like you've watched the latest uh, Power episode? Yeah, I'd only ever watched the very first two episodes, but then um, mm-hmm. instead of watching Dynamite this week, we uh, changed up our viewing habits. and uh, yep. We tried to watch Pro Wrestling Eve, but you can't have two people logged into the pivot chair at the same time. So no, that I fuck, know. That's right, yeah. That fucked those plans. And so like, what's, what's some wrestling that we call? And I'm like, oh, let's watch NWA Power because it's on YouTube and mm-hmm. it's free and it looks great and it's new and everything. And it's all new, mostly new characters for us. So yeah. we watched that. It doesn't make for the best show to have on the background while you're talking on the phone because as a promo-heavy um, TV show. Oh, very, yeah. very much so, yes. <laughs> there was like after half an hour, it's like there's been like, 
two minutes of wrestling, but let's pay more attention when the next <laughs> next match happens. Like, okay, I'm not going to talk because I'm just going to like, surely this will be over in another minute. Yeah. But uh, nice change of pace. It's a bit like an ending promo, just like this big sit-down thing that they hyped the entire show with um, Aldis mm-hmm. and Skull. A lot different than the way an episode of Dynamite ends where you got Darby Allen rolling down on a skateboard and then you got uh, Santana and all running in with the, the socks with baseball bats in it, uh, uh, baseballs yeah. in it. You know, it's just like all that just madness and um, people poking each other's eyes out with spikes. You know, not to say that there's anything wrong with that because that's no, very no, enjoyable, it's, but um, it, it's just, just nice it, for a it's change. It's a different flavor. It's a calming, just like um, just a calming like retro vibe. And yeah, I, I agree. It's not one of those programs that you can watch in the background like you have to focus on it because it's very they give everyone time to speak Hmm. which and be flesh out their characters which is very important so and like so next week's um, uh, new viewing will be mlw by the looks of things and then we might even roll around to an an episode of impact because that's on is that twitch or something yeah Yeah. um they're still on twitch and um they still have their access deal so that's still uh following along i'm still keeping track of that um they're Hmm. still doing their mexico uh, going through the Mexico tapings right now. So was this episode uh, of Power, is this like the least amount of wrestling that they do on it? Because this was the first show after their pay-per-view, wasn't it? But it seemed yeah, to be so a lot of wrap-up. off hard times. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's honestly, it's a, it's pretty much that the amount of wrestling that you get. Um, you get, so the, the usual time, like, there's no more than like six to ten minutes for certain wrestling matches. And then when you have your big pay-per-view uh, matches or like when they try and make a big episode of NWA Power, they make them the fifteen, the twenty minutes, and then or they'll go the they they save like they really focus on the uh, the runtime. So like your your pay per views for them, they'll they'll be the standard twenty thirty minute matches. Hmm. Yeah, I, I saw the previous like, episode of Power was like ninety minutes long, so we just watched the latest one, which was sixty. So yeah, it would have been a- so it's a like the main event for that one was um, I think it was Nick Elders defending his world title against um, one of the members of the rock and roll express. Okay. So that was a, that went for about, I'd think it's a safe 15 minutes. Yeah. So, and just, it was a pretty traditional kind of match. Like uh, Aldous won, of course, but yeah, like we had, um, I, I mentioned this briefly last week as well. We have uh, new tag team champions, the former Eli Drake and James Storm, who they were rowdy and they were they were celebrating on the latest episode. Yeah, <laughs> like borderline racist, but this, yeah, what, this James what, Storm. What, what, James, James Storm. Storm said something. I'm sort of like, eesh, but it, it wasn't. I don't can't remember what it was, but it didn't seem to be too far across the line. No, it wasn't. He was like, "What? What does Bruce Lee drink?" What? Oh yeah, yeah. That was, was that Bruce was the stuff, yeah. yeah. But all in good fun. You can. It's all part of the gimmick, um, if nothing else. But yeah, like it's just you got to get you you used to the just a few minute matches. Like as long as it's the this is the characters that keep you invested in NWA. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned at the end, we had the sit down interview between the villain Marty's girl. And Nick Elders, he wants one more shot at the world title, and the stipulation seems to be if he loses, because he's big Mister Money head booker in Ring of Honor now, uh, he has to pay for everyone's 
uh, tickets at the show at the um, whatever show they do. Um, I think for the Crockett Cup. Yeah. And it's going to be a bigger building, isn't it? Yeah, it would have to be there. Yeah. So venue still TBA. Um, they'll probably announce that in the coming weeks. Um, the people who were there live for the tapings will know more than us. But yeah, that's NWA. And just trying to think what's a nice note to end on. Um, did like, you go to... quickly, did you talk about yep. Dynamite, Bash at the Beach stuff at all last week? Or that hadn't happened um, yet? It was more about the Royal Rumble last week. Like the week yeah. before, we talked about uh, the Jericho Cruise, and um, oh, okay. yeah. which uh, I saw Jericho and All It Wrestling, they released um, his entrance without the commentary because yeah. <laughs> uh, so you could just hear everyone singing on to Judas as he walks out on the ship that he's uh, on that he paid for on his pay per view, on his tapings, on a cruise. And he's like the just that moment. He as the champ as the champion. That is just yeah, uh, incredible. And uh, I like that. Uh, uh, John Moxley, when, even when he turned had his matches in um, New Japan the last couple of days, he's still got the eye patch on. Yeah, he's he's selling the Solid Snake vibe. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a sad, sad day. Like after Revolution is the next pay per view in, I think in the next few weeks. I think it's the 29th, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's around about there. Like for the leap year, it's going to be a sad day when he has to take it off, and it's like how long, like how long he going to take it off? Sorry, why is he going to take it off? Like I could see him just doing this like real long term. He could do, yeah, um, but because you have to, because he got stabbed in the eye. Like how long do you do you want to realistically sell that? So really, he could get away with it for quite a while. Um. But yeah, I so yeah we I've we've gotten attached. We like it. Uh, more of that, please. And uh, we've had like, just a lot of stuff to look forward to. There, we've got. Uh, I can't wait for what <laughs> Britt Baker's next promo where she runs down somebody because oh those God, those yeah. have been bad but amazing at the same time. Like her delivery just seems to be so unsure of herself when she's mm-hmm. like is speaking. But everything that yeah. she says is just excellent. I don't know. She's got um, great material, and it's just uh, getting used yeah. to delivering it. Yeah, but um, I'm looking forward to whatever she does next. Absolutely. And so we're in uh, Super Bowl season today. Like, of course, uh, the match over there, which neither of us are American football fans, so I'm not going to bother. I used um, to get the Madden games. Like, I didn't yeah. buy them all, but, you know, 360 and whatever app playstation 4 and that um yeah i haven't played the last couple but somewhat of a fan but i've haven't watched it on tv for many years at this point i don't even know who won (laughs) i don't know who was in it the 49ers and somebody i think yeah something like that um but the reason i was going to bring that up just to end on as well um so you had um you had a tweet by the xfl uh after or during or after that saying now it's our turn with um, Vince McMahon gearing up to finally release the XFL amidst the financial, interesting financial situation WWE is in. Um, is it really their turn? I think is we should it... make predictions for who's going to win the XFL equivalent of the Super Bowl just yeah. by the team names. There are t- there are the team names. Um, I'm going to pick the Dallas Renegades 
Because they've got Dallas like a cowboy. The, the cowboy is their picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the DC Defenders. So I am a big Marvel nut, so uh, and I still miss the Defenders. Um, they should have made a season, season two, but that's just um, I'm not believe that conversation for a, another time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's. Um, the you have a lot of like we've talked probably talked about this last year when these got announced, like the Houston Roughnecks, the Tampa Bay Vipers. I St. love the Louis. backstory for all the teams as well. This is oh, like, yeah. The, the, <laughs> in true WWE fashion, just the backstories behind all these all these um, companies. Actual all these, sports uh, teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, How will okay. it fare? Like, let us know, guys, if you're going to actually watch, just for the sake of if it's going to be a car crash waiting to happen, let us know if you're actually going to watch uh, or brush up on the XFL stuff in the coming weeks and months. Um that was the flagship, guys. Unchained without Mr. Unchained. Greg will hopefully be back for the next one. Um, we'll probably have a quiz next time, Ben, question mark, or uh, something, something like that. Something else. Another fun segment. Okay. Yeah. Do we need hopefully. to research? What do we have to do? Uh, you just got to bring your star ratings with you. All right. I'll bring the star ratings. And your um, imagination. And, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll I can do that. So um, I'm in the, I've been, like I mentioned at the start, I've been getting into some D&D more. So I'm getting used to my, my creativity is a bit more, um, a bit more at the center of me now. So I'm feeling pretty good, but ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for tonight. Um, where can the people find you on the socials, Ben? At Asia Mania pod on Twitter. And uh, I've got the other podcast, the BAM cast. If you want to check that out for some bad movie reviews, um, the reviews are somewhat all right. The uh, the movies generally are not. <laughs> the movies, not so much. Yes. Yeah, so how about yourself? Where can uh, we find you? Can you can follow me at Mr. Mysterious with 107i on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Grapple. Uh, you can follow Greg at Greg Unchained on Twitter, at the Greg Unchained on Instagram. Uh, we collectively are the B Plus Wrestle on Twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit, and the B Plus Wrestling everywhere else. Uh we're slowly coming together guys we're getting back in the swing of things in 2020 if you like what we do make sure you like and uh like and subscribe uh give us a like thumbs up all that good stuff five star reviews retweets i've it's been a while since i've done the outro guys so i'm trying to remember on the fly but really what i'm trying to say is thank you all so very much for listening and we'll see you all very soon bye